Welcome to Soulfield Conversations with Varangis Saragatpur and Randy Rubin. We are sitting in the month of Ilul at the time that this is being recorded. It is a month of Anile Dodi Vele Dodili. It is a month where we come to face to face with ourselves, face to face with Hashem, and face to face with each other. This month, the month, the whole month of Elul, going into the high holy holidays, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, serves as a time of renewal, rejuvenation, regathering, realignment. And as the whole theme of the 40 days from Rosh Chodesh Elul to month of to day of Yom Kippur, the whole theme is forgiveness. And therefore, our topic, we thought, Randy and I thought, would be appropriate to talk about forgiveness. Why is forgiveness the theme of the 40 days? What does forgiveness even mean? And how do we apply it to our lives? What do we need to look into? What do we need to look at? Which angles do we need to look at? And where do we look at them? So these are the conversations that we would be having, Randy and I. We hope that it serves into greater alignment, first to our own soul, and then to each other. And of course, to Hashem, we hope that it serves to bring healing into broken parts of relationships and relationships there are many. Again, the relationship with self. And I can even go to say that the relationship with ourselves have many different aspects. It's the relationship that we have to ourselves from the time we have been a child to the time we have been teenager to the time that we were in college. So many different aspects of ourselves and the relationships that we have or the relationships that we don't have uh, with all of those aspects and uh, the time to look at them are actually these 40 days. It's conducive to healing. It's conducive to realignment. It's conducive to birthing of a new fire, uh, birthing of a whole new energy. But without forgiveness, that birth is chained to the past. So with that, Randy? Very Beautifully, beautifully shared. I, I want to for our um, some of our listeners that may not understand some of our terms that we use so loosely. I want to just share a few of them and just explain them. So something as lovely as ani vidodi vidodi li. The English translation is I am my beloved and my beloved is mine. And to walk into that space alone holds so much energy for openness and for internal and external forgiveness. When you use the word beloved, it has so much feeling to it. You're my beloved. How many times do we not look at ourselves as your mine? We go into the universe trying to be our best. Sometimes we're there. Sometimes we're not. But when we're not there, there's an internal struggle. And I can speak from personal space. At those moments, I don't consider myself a beloved. I consider how far and fast can I run away from that feeling that's making me uncomfortable. And I know that when I'm clear-minded and connected, I could bring forgiveness into that space and stop and think, hey, why am I feeling this heaviness? It's because maybe I'm thinking of how I acted or something I didn't do, something I wish I did better. And in the first moment, the first position, I'm not giving myself room to say, okay, 
that wasn't handled the best way. Let's go out there. Let's give forgiveness to, to me personally, and then maybe to the situation that I'm talking about. So to come back into the wholeness of I am my beloved and my beloved is mine, I start with that connection of we make mistakes. We're not perfect. We weren't created perfect. And when we use the term Hashem, I want to also explain that's another word for God. So God never created us as perfect vessels. Those are the angels. Those are the angels, our followers that have that connection. It's the angels. The angels are perfect. We are work in progress. With those understandings, we need compassion and forgiveness. So when we are dealing not only with ourselves, but when we're dealing with other people, we're able to provide the same forgiveness. Even in, even in the moments, and this is the trickiest part, this is where the most work I feel needs to be done. When we're injured by somebody else or injured by ourselves sometimes, right? We have to be able to get forgiveness even when it's not said. And I feel, I feel that's the toughest piece. That's where, the, that's where the true digging in comes into. How can I elevate myself over forgiveness that I may never, ever get? That's how I feel about what forgiveness looks like. It's a flow and it's an openness and a, and a deep awareness of our actions and the reactions of our own and others in our circle. And maybe even to go as bold into the world. You know, and where the world is today. How simple could it be if people were not so afraid to say, you know something, I'm sorry for acting so this way or that way. It's words that God puts into our knowledge, into our brains, especially this month for the Jewish people. We know that this is the month to ask for forgiveness. God is bright. He's brilliant. He knows when you don't let go and you don't Give forgiveness and receive forgiveness. The journey is very heavy to carry. Yeah, very heavy to carry, 100%. I want to go back to a couple of things that you um, just mentioned. Uh, You said perfect. The world was not created perfect. Uh, Neither were we. I want to have a distinction here. Our vessel was not created perfect. Our soul, there is a level of our soul. That is our quintessential self that's absolutely perfect. It is the bringing together of this perfection and imperfection. And we are not supposed to make anything perfect because once we make anything perfect, it stops. We are not to stop. We are to grow. We are to grow. We are to elevate. We are to become taller. We are to stand taller. And therefore, this light, this quintessential self that's absolutely perfect, Hashem planned it in such a way that it comes into this, I don't want to call it imperfection, into incompletion. It's not complete. And we are supposed to complete it with that part of the quintessential self that is unique, that is perfect in that it is full of potential. It is light. And therefore, perfection does not mean that it stands still. Perfection is potential. I love that. Perfection is growth. Perfection is light. Perfection is movement. Perfection is elevation. The other thing that I want to bring forth 
is that you brought the angels in. And the human being treads between two worlds, between the world. It's, it's right in between. We are right in between. The, the angels, we can say, are above us. And by above, I don't mean that they are sitting above us. I mean that there is a level of connection to God, to the universal laws that they have that we might not be conscious of. And the lower world, which is the animal, the animalistic, instinctual world, the animal world. So we are right in between. We are instinctual. We are animalistic. We have desires. We have needs. We have wants, just like the lion, just like the tiger, just like the monkey, just like the tree that needs water, that needs the sun. You compare it to any lower world, uh, any, anim any animal, basic needs and desires. And then we have the angels that are sitting on top, fully connected to Hashem's will, to God's will, to God's wants, to God's desires, fully connected to his light and to his holiness. The human being, because it's right in between, can meld the two together. And once it melts the two together with our consciousness, with our awareness, with our conscious choice, we can even step above the angel. Because the angel can only do what it's, it's created to do. With, and one thing, one aspect, they can, they can only do one aspect. The human being, on the other hand, with a consciousness on a daily basis, we can touch so many different aspects. And so once we are able to elevate into a higher level of awareness and into higher level of consciousness and walk into that space, Randy, as you said, then we have stepped into a level above the angels. See, what I love that you just put a bow on something here is that that's where forgiveness comes. Because as human beings, we have the gift of being able to receive forgiveness and to give it. Where you're right, the angels do not have that language or that ability. So I'm going to ask you, Ms. Barangas, how does forgiveness look to you? So I want to say that forgiveness is not forgetting. And this is one thing that I continuously hear. Forget and forgive. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. I'm hearing this one. No, 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 no. Actually, remember, remember, bring it forth, bring it out, bring it to a conscious level. Don't put it under the rug. Don't sweep it under the rug. Forget, forget what? It's part of our life. It's part of the moment of my life. Forget what? Forget that humiliation. Forget that pain. Forget that insult. For, forget what? Even though it might have been misunderstood. Even though it might have been misaligned. Because maybe I myself was misaligned. Maybe. Maybe. But at the same time, there is a dynamic took, that took place that caused a humiliation, whether within myself or, within, or whether outside of myself, that caused me to feel small, that caused me to feel unworthy, that caused me to feel sometimes it's so big that it shatters you, it shatters your heart. And so I want to say it's not about forgetting, it's about remembering. 
It's about remembering that pain. It's about remembering what happened, even if it's misconstrued in your mind and bringing it forth. Once that's been brought forth and acknowledged and seen by you, by your own conscious self, then we can put it on a platter and say, that aspect of me that felt the pain, that felt the smallness, that felt the unworthiness, I give it so much love and I break the chain from that moment that it caused me to feel this way and carry this with me up to this point of my time. For you see, Randy, every time that we have been humiliated, whether, again, I want to emphasize whether it's been misaligned because of a misalignment in, within myself or whether it was misunderstood, whatever it was, that was the feeling that the person got humiliated or shattered within their heart or whatever that they might have felt that they felt so small and so tiny. That moment, there is a part of our soul that's left there. In that moment, in that moment, there is a part of us that's left there. And until we don't recall it back to ourselves, and we can only recall it by forgiving that moment. We can only recall it by forgiving that situation. And, you know, we might have had many of these moments. How can I recall every single moment? We can't. But, however, we can say for every time I have been humiliated, I call back, I bring back that energy to me, for I am no longer in that space. Because if we, if we continue with the unforgiveness, it means continuously I'm recreating myself from that space, whether it's a space as a 10-year-old, whether it's a space from 15-year-old, whether it's a space as a 30-year-old, I am continuously recreating myself from that space. And going into Rosh Hashanah, Hashem is going to, God is going to breathe a new breath into each one of our soul. But how can I recreate if I'm still attached to that 20-year-old or 10-year-old or 30-year-old? I can't. I'm recreating the same thing. And Hashem here has no say. He can only create with that potential, but he cannot create with the chain that I'm chaining myself to. You just can't. And that's why that's left up to me. That's why we have 40 days to work on that, to say, I am breaking those chains. Not only am I breaking them, I'm recalling back my soul from every single moment that I've been humiliated, that I've been made small, that I have been, sometimes it feels like drowning into sorrow of your own heart, into the sorrow of your own tears. And I call it back. I bless that moment. I bless that person. And if we can't remember, I bless the persons and I bless their lives. Let them be in the light of universe and in the light of God and let them be blessed with everything that they have. And let I, with this new breath that's coming to me, stand in full potential of who I am and who I can be. And with that step forth, not with the chains of the past. That, hold the, that holds an incredible essence of what 
forgiveness embodies. Because the moment you release like that, yes, Barry, we're going back to the perfect soul. I have to change my view now. The perfect soul that we have. That's where we should let the light always emanate from. The heartache is real. The the lack sometimes of the apology is painful when we're the ones feeling that injury, that humiliation, that misalignment. That's real. But when we release it, and there's a great line, I, I didn't create it, let go and let God. My niece had shared that one with me wherever she found that along the way. And she's right. Carry that with us. We let go and we let God, but we also sprinkle sometimes poor forgiveness into a situation that we know is painful. When forgiveness is the first healing piece, because of course we have to look at it. Why is this hurting me? Where, is, where do I feel injured? Where do I feel your words humiliated in this particular part of our story? All of it has an essence of truth for us. So when we hold it and look at it, sprinkle it with love, and then give that forgiveness to it. That's the process of returning back to our perfect soul. And yeah, I I see that path completely as being the only way to begin a process of forgiveness and healing by letting it go after we've looked at it. Does not mean reiterating your words. It does not mean we have to forget, but we also do not have to labor in it once we've given it forgiveness. And that's our, our topic together. What does forgiveness look like uh, look, look like to us? It's, it's a process. It's also a real stepping into process. Forgive ourselves, forgive others, even if we're not bringing people into our lives in the same way we have done before. That's not a requirement to what forgiveness looks like. And I think that is a very, very large piece of this. We could genuinely detach, but we can detach with love and forgiveness to ourselves and to others within our journey. That's what I feel forgiveness looks like to me. Thank you. Yeah. You just said a word that brought uh, so many other things with it. Return. In this whole 40 days, as we are doing, the theme is forgiveness, but the theme is also teshuvah, which is repentance. It's loosely translated as repentance. However if we are able to take the words apart, it means return, to return, teshuv hay, to return to the hay. What's the hay? The hay is the quintessential self, <sighs> pure potential, to return to the hay. So return, we cannot do a return, we cannot do a comeback unless We have released these chains, released these bonds that we have to the past, unless we are putting down the weight that we are carrying from our past, be it the forgiveness that we need to give ourselves, be it the forgiveness that we need to give to others, and be it the forgiveness that we might have to give to the universe that maybe our life didn't turn out the way we had wished for in the past year. Maybe the things that we had set out to do didn't turn our way and to have forgiveness for that as well, because we have a new breath. We have a new beginning, literally. And if we are carrying all of those with us, Hashem can't do much with them except to carry all the past, to bring it in into the future. And that's not something we want to do. 
We want to create anew with freshness, with vitality, with vigor, with a tremendous amount of love, with compassion. And yes, the people whom we've been hurt from, the relationship is going to be different. We cannot go back to the same relationship because we are different people. They are different. We are different. We have evolved, hopefully. They have evolved, hopefully. And therefore, their relationship is not, gonna, is not going to be. Wishing for the relationship to go back is actually not a good idea because hopefully we have evolved and wishing for something to be the same as before. It means that I want to go back to something that was smaller than who I am today. So we, we don't want to do that to ourselves. We don't want to ever wish to go back to something that was smaller than who I am today. We always want our, uh, our elevated self. That comes from, you know, when we want to go back to something that was simpler that comes to a place you're right that's inside growth growth is at times very painful growth sometimes is very uncertain we want to go back sometimes to the familiar even if it doesn't serve our higher self when we're not in a process of growth so you're right returning back to relationships that have not served and brought an injury or something that needs its forgiveness that relationship has the potential to be better than it ever was if the two people within that story have that love faith and desire to do so and the way that that occurs is by words but also by action action by effort by action I love it. Action. Go. Exactly. Action. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love action. That. Exactly. It's that's the, that's the A word. Ladies it, and gentlemen, action. That is exactly it. We need action from ourselves to start the cycle of forgiveness, the cycle of healing, the connection of I am better with this person in my life. And when you come from that space, I feel forgiveness is not something you're afraid to ask or give because you know that it hurts to hear the damage that you potentially cause, like you said, very unknowingly, knowingly, um, however it came to be, there's still a damage. But when two people come together openly from a space of love, from a space of truth, from a space of that was not my intention. When those words are echoed from the best space, it's something of growth. It's something of this is this could be better than it ever was. It has the potential. It has the potential. It has the potential. However, if two people are not aligned and in sync with that, then forgiveness absolutely must be given. And again, that is a process. However, we do not need to invite the same dynamic into our life. We can grow from it. We can see how this situation has brought growth. Not to say, I'm not for at all for saying that, oh, this happened, so this happens. Oh, this person came to my life, so I grow. I'm not for that at all. It's to be real, to, to say, you know what, there is, there is pain here and there's a shattering of heart here. However, forgiving of that situation and forgiving of the person for whatever reason that that happened and that brought it forth. And because I am doing the forgiving and because I am calling back the parts of my soul, now I have more to work with. Now I have more, more to work with. Randy, I also want to say that forgiveness, there is a theme within forgiveness that has to continuously occur and reoccur. And that is surrender. 
if we do not surrender to what's been and continuously resist everything that has happened, there is no way forgiveness can happen. We must bring the dynamic, the energy of surrender. We have to invite, I want to say invite. We have to invite the energy of surrender into our lives, into our consciousness, because with surrender, you become the eagle that flies high above, not the eagle that is chained into the rocks and not able to fly. I want us to hold that imagery of the eagle that's chained to rocks on earth versus the eagle that is flying high and has tremendous power in, in flying the skies. He's I'm soaring. Sorry. That eagle He's is soaring. soaring. Thank That's you. That's the word that I just I just visioned. You. You're welcome. The eagle that soars, you know, soars as high as possible. Yeah, yeah. Surrender. So I want us before stepping into Yom Kippur, before stepping into the high holy day, I want us to invite this energy of surrender into our consciousness and into our lives. And just sit with it, sit with it. What does it feel like if I sit in this energy of surrender that I'm inviting into my life? It's an invitation. It's an invitation. And the whole Yom Kippur, the whole holy day, the holiest day of the year for us, every day is holy, but this day is particularly holy because we are absolutely sitting in this energy of surrender, of letting go of the events of the past. And as a matter of fact, when we enter Kol Nidre, when we enter the beginnings of Yom Kippur, the beginning as, as we are bef right before we start the prayers, we are saying, let everything that I said last year, let it be null. Everything that I said, let it be nothing. Let it be null. Let me not be bound to anything, to anything that I said. So we are inviting this energy of boundlessness. What does it feel to be boundless? Feels pretty free to me, Fairy. Mm -hmm. It feels very, it feels delightful. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's an essence of we can evolve, we can grow, we can mm -hmm. soar. We don't have to be because of past moments. We don't have to show up the same way we always have. And that's really where the gift of acknowledgement, openness, sharing, and yes, forgiveness comes into true play. That's when you could soar. When we don't deliver forgiveness to ourselves and to others, we are living a life of weighted, not only, as you said, with the eagle that's connected to the rocks, tied to the rocks, we're carrying those rocks on our back consciously and subconsciously because our actions, whether we recognize them or not, our energy, whether we recognize it or not, is deeply affected when forgiveness to self and to others is not present. And again, no shame for feeling the pain of not receiving forgiveness and not giving forgiveness. I don't want anyone to feel in our audience or ourselves that it's an easy journey to give forgiveness and to receive it. It's not because there's a lot of blocks to that. There's a lot of blocks from, as you brought up, our childhood, our journey, our experiences that make that word and action 
difficult to get and receive and how you play with please forgive me and I'm sorry in your own operating system holds so much potential and positive power to shift your anyone's life into a life of beautiful purpose, a life of beautiful light and energy. Because why? The chains are broken. Broken. The chains are broken. So I would like us, I would like our community, the community of this soul-filled conversation to have this imagery of the eagle soaring versus the eagle that's chained and can, can only fly up to the chain that can, that can go. I, I want us to hold that and invite surrender. Surrender little by little breaks the chains open. It releases it. And I want us to invite surrender. I want us to invite trust, trusting the process, trusting life, trusting God, trusting that everything that has been in our life has had a purpose not to say that the pain is not real, not to say that the broken heart is not real, and not to say that the people who are who have been engaged in this process together to see each other. Wow, what a healing can come from that to see the other side, to see from their space, to sit in their space and say, I hear you. I hear you. And I'm sorry. I hear you. Tell me. And I, I hear you. And I'm sorry. The tremendous gift that is in that space of I hear you, I see you, and I'm sorry. There is tremendous gift here, tremendous amount of gift. But it's if it's that's not happening, that's okay too, because I can bet that 90% of the time that's not going to happen. But what we can do is we can break our own chains free from those moments by inviting back the part of our soul that has been left there. Our part of soul with every single event that has caused us to feel humiliated and shattered and broken and sad and depressed is left there. We invite it back. We break the chain loose. We soar a little higher and a little higher and a little higher. And we give compassion to the moment. We give compassion to ourselves for not knowing better or whatever that it might have been. Because from this vantage point, things look very different than, or we see it differently. We couldn't have made the decisions that we can make today. And that is the process that we need to go, but we have needed to go through understanding that we can, we can, it is possible to walk above the angels, to bring the two worlds together, the world of the angels that is highly connected, the world of the animals that is desire-based and instinctual-based. These two worlds can come together and we can soar high with our light, with the light of Hashem, of God, that He breathes into our soul this year. And we can, we are possible. We are possible. Yes, it's all in the possibility of being and serving from a higher place and bringing that light into ourselves so we can serve ourselves, our connections, our community from a much better viewpoint because we're soaring without the chains. 
So Ferry, I have to thank you once again for bringing this beautiful space together for me to be in with you. And I want to thank our viewers and listeners who come together to share with us our, our viewpoints and our heart space and to also make this a moment of requesting forgiveness to anyone that I've heard offended, have not been in, a, in the right space for them. And I open that, I open that vessel to please reach out for me if I have. We have our email address that Ferry will share. I wish everyone also a very good new year for whoever is celebrating. A happy, healthy, sweet new year where you are in your potential consistently even after this new year. And we look forward to connecting with you in any way that you wish to share and be part of Soulful Conversations because we're here to serve ourselves, of course, and any one of our listeners. So, Ferry, I'd let you uh, do our, your beautiful wrap-up that you always you. do and take it away. Thank you. Forgiveness is the theme. Within forgiveness, surrender is the invitation. With that, I want to wish everyone a blessed new year, one that is filled with possibilities, that is filled with pure potential, that is filled with pure light, that all that you set out for yourself and for others is possible. May you be blessed in all your ways and in all walks of your life, the ones that are highly connected to the, the good of the universe. And may we, as one bond, as one heart, may we be able to elevate each other as each and every single one of us lets go of the chains and breaks the chains open for when each one of us breaks the chain open, it makes it easier for, because we are connected, it makes it easier for others to break the chain open. May we be blessed in that. May we be blessed in soaring high. May we be blessed in our potentials. May we be blessed in bringing actualization of these potentials. May we be blessed in our light, to walk into our light, to walk into the light and the breath that we are. May we walk into that space without feeling small, without feeling unworthy, without feeling shattered, without feeling pain. And may we just walk into it with confidence and with surrender that, yes, I am here. The breath has been breathed into me and I'm here to do it. As Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, as God says to Moshe Rabbeinu on Yom Kippur, and your forgiveness has been granted. May our forgiveness be granted by ourselves, by Hashem. May all those things that we set, we step into be granted as God told Moshe Rabbeinu on Yom Kippur. And as we walk into that space, may our journey be simple. May it be with clarity and may it be filled with tremendous amount of love. This has been Soul-Filled Conversations with Ferengi Sadagatbor and Randy Rubin. If you have anything that you would like to share with us, please email us at soulfilledconversations at gmail.com. My love to all. Happy New Year. Mm -hmm.